for me, there, there are certain aspects of religion that I've questioned mm-hmm. over the years that no one has the answers to. And I just keep backtracking and thinking, well, who came up with this? Who said this? Like, what, what is this a derivative of? Why are we doing this? Why do I have to sit here in the church? Not getting answers like that. It's just, it's kind of turned me off from religion. Yo, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning into the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all listeners. Whether you're new or old, we thank you. Everyone is here. Gatry, how are you? I'm in the building, Walker. You're in the building. It's a... Oh. Obviously. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. That's what? No. Pick up where you left off, Walker. I was being rude. Black, how are you doing, sir? Doing good. A little bit chilly over here, but I'm good. Yeah, it's a little chilly. In and outside. Uh, Gatry. It's a frigid night in Birmingham. What's what's uh what's good with you, sir? Uh, Why no. are you in the building? Oh, uh, because you guys are here. Doink. Um, I would be. Well, yeah, I probably would be here. Um, no, dude, we're getting back in the swing of things. Had a really good week. Uh, I haven't updated our listeners in a while, but you know, basketball season has has uh started back. Uh, we had a delay because we had you know COVID outage in our house. So um, but yeah, YG returned to the court. And, um, man, we split our games this past weekend. We got blown out the first game, and we blew somebody else out the second game. So, um, yeah, man, it's good. And my, if my voice is a little raspy, it's because of that. And so we had practice last night. On top of that, like my voice hadn't 100% recovered. We got a game tomorrow. So this is just part of that season where I don't really – my voice is really just trash. So, But it's good to be roaming the sidelines again with these young gunners, man. We got a squad, Walker. We're coming for you. Coming for me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, had a question for one of our listeners. Walker, can you come to our game? Are they going to win? <laughs> Coach? So, how you been, Black? <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you was coming from me, man? What Look at the confidence. Walker, the, the, when you came to YG's game that last time we lost? Y'all did. <laughs> Are you serious? Y'all did. Was it bad? It wasn't bad. Okay. It wasn't bad. Like, y'all had an opportunity to win, but y'all just couldn't get it, you know, can't get it done. It's all good. It's all good. Did YG score? He may that was have, a, it was a long time ago. He so may have. I came a little late. Okay. Well, I appreciate the game was all, The game was already, like, play, I caught the second half. Oh, okay. And part of the first. So, I think he may have scored in the first half. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming, man. No problem. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You're very supportive of the kids, Walker. Love the kids. I'm serious, dude. Love the kids. Okay. Yeah, man. Just for anybody's questioning it, because I'm not. They wouldn't if you ain't brought it up. <laughs> How many games uh, have y'all played so far? <clears throat> just two? Is it just two? No, we played three. We we missed the first one. So we are sitting two and one at the time of this recording. Okay. Yeah, so they won the first game without me. Um, 
<laughs> then my first game back, we get blown out. So you know what kind of thoughts I had. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it was cool. I managed everything with the principal. I was on the hot seat, apparently. So we got everything worked out. That is hilarious. How many more games y'all got? Oh, goodness, dude. We have at least... We have five more games, and then this is the first year we get to play in the Shamrock Classic Tournament. So I'm pretty amped up about that. What is the Shamrock Classic Tournament? Oh, it's for just those who okay. Sorry, it's the end of the season tournament. Like, like the winner of this, like it's a trophy and recognition. Whereas before, it's just like, oh, whoever got the best record, air quotes, won. So you know, just no, no real substance there. But now these guys are actually playing for something. So everyone doesn't get a trophy at no home. way no okay. no dude seriously and and this is no offense to catholics and i'm not catholic but the no, ca- i didn't know that <laughs> the catholics do not play when it comes to basketball they do not they don't so um i think i think it's evident evidenced in the shamrock classic like yeah this is win or go home there's there's none of this like you know, uh, what a consolation seating. Nah, you lose, you get out of here. You bring it back next season. Hmm. Yeah, so. Win or go home. Win or go home, baby. So is this through, what is this through? Is this through his school or something? There's a, yeah, yeah. He, he plays for a school. Um, there's a association called the Toy Bowl Association. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty much all the Catholic schools, well, certain Catholic schools buy in or, you know, register with Toy Bowl. Then those kids play amongst each other. And I was going to say all, but there are like two schools that aren't doing to- toy ball this year. Two schools that we played two years ago. So the team that beat y'all, are they really good? Uh, beat us this season? Yes. Yeah. Dude, they got two studs. Oh my goodness. They got two absolute studs. Y'all, got, y'all have at least one stud on your team, right? Yeah. We got a stud and a half, but like, <laughs> what? No, I was just looking that way. Okay. Um, the thing I like about our squad is like we I don't think we have the most talent, but our kids are going to play hard. Like I know I can depend on depend on them on defense and rebounding. And like my thing is like if you rebound well, you're going to win more games than you lose. Mm. Just limiting, you know, second chance opportunities. But um <laughs> oddly enough, we did not rebound well in the game we got blown out last Saturday. So, but they knew it and they came back cuz we we played we played a game Saturday then another one Sunday. And I can't tell you how many boards we got on Sunday. So are you still not coaching them offense? <laughs> well, my assistant coach, I, I let him handle that. He's like the OC. I, you don't want me teaching kids offensive basketball philosophy. You don't. Also teaching them basketball? <laughs> basketball. Basketball consists of two sides of the court, sir. But that's still part of basketball. It is. So, yeah, I guess if you look at it that way, yeah, I'm teaching them half skitball. You're going to laugh at that one when this comes out on Monday. You're going to add laughter on the track? <laughs> Still not laughing. <laughs> it's not Monday. Give it time. Mm. So you think it's going to get better? <laughs> no. My jokes have an impact. They don't, they're not always funny when they first hit. On who? <laughs> <laughs> and what's the impact? Right. The impact is always laughter. It's a delayed laughter, but it comes from who? Whoever's listening. Half skitball. You're gonna love that one. Mm. Can't wait to see the comments. 
or nine. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh oh yeah, dude. I, I did the MLK walk this past Monday. It was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, like pun intended. Wow, it was freezing. Where was it? I don't know, somewhere downtown. You know I don't go downtown for real. I was just down there walking. You walked into it by mistake. Yeah, because you know I like to take the leisurely strolls at 30, 33, 34 degrees. <laughs> yeah, with short sleeves on. It started. Did you at, have on a jacket? Oh my goodness, yeah, dude. I had on so many layers. Yeah, really. Double my socks up, everything. Somebody's getting old, dude. That hawk was old, dude. That, it was that serious. Blood, that blood thinning out, ain't it? <laughs> dude, since where since where it is, since we're being honest about it, I even grabbed one of my wife's scarves because I don't have like a male scarf. <laughs> Dude, I was not about to play with that hawk on Monday. What kind of scarf was this? That's, That's not important. Well, it, no, yeah, it wasn't pink and green. <laughs> it wasn't. It was one of her Xavier scarves. It was yellow and black. Okay? Relax, guys. I'm a man with pride. Um, Are you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it was very fulfilling. It started in black. It started at City Hall, and it ended at Kelly Ingram Park, a park that I realized I haven't visited in a very long time. Um, but no, nah, dude, it was it was very rewarding. Um, what was so rewarding about it? Just you know, like just walking through. Of course, you you know how these things are organized, where you've got a guy with a mobile mic and he's yelling things, right? And it just put me in that mode, like, wow, man, like I have no idea what our pioneers went through because this was. I mean, I'm sure if they did walks or marches, it they they weren't nearly this short in length. And I don't know what they had to deal with because like part part of my part of my psyche was thinking like, OK, what if somebody crazy like drives through us or something? But, you know, the reality was that we were escorted. We had sheriffs everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just thinking our pioneers were not that fortunate. You know, no telling what what they were what they got hit with. You know what I mean? Uh, the Blood, Pettis bloody, Bridge. Yeah, Bloody Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So it was like it, it, it made me it made me really, really appreciate that because I'd never actively done any type of MLK march or anything like that before. Hmm. So um I just kinda went to that zone, you know, helped me take my mind off the cold. But you know, the most rewarding part of it was um when I got home oh no 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 my my, my mom had the boys Monday. When I went to my mom's house to pick the boys up you know, I was just asking them how they, you know, and then my, my four-year-old asked me how my day went, and I got to share that with them. And so it was, it was just cool, you know, and then my four-year-old's like, Daddy, who's Martin Luther King Jr.? So I was just like, okay, this is an opportunity. Did yeah. you ever do the uh, MAK breakfast when you read our former employer? Of course. Okay. I thought maybe you had. I know I had a, a <laughs> perennial ticket to that joint. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, boy. You had a table at the front. Oh yeah, of course. With one of the rock stars, pun intended. Real ones, no. <laughs> okay, I still talk to her to this day too. So anyway, but yeah, enough about me, guy. Who goes next? You are black. Uh, I don't think we have anything. I mean, I was at the house at, um, <laughs> inside with the heat, feet kicked up, doing some work. <laughs> no, actually, no, we was off. We were off. Dude, I heard about that. Yeah, we were off, actually. Dude, that was like groundbreaking to me that y'all were, y'all actually. It's been declared like a day of service. So, what is that? What was we, that all I want to get into this if we have time. Okay. 
Do they call it? I'm gonna MLK let you finish day? first, though. Or just a day of service. Good question. No, it's, it's in, in observance of MLK Day. Okay. MLK Day. It, it's a day of service where we do like a community service. But um, you don't really have to. I think you'd have to. Well, obviously not this year, considering the state you were in. State I was in. Yeah, legs up. Well, because of COVID, they decided not to do that this year. Um, but we still observe the holiday. I mean, they told us to work from home, so they're not going to encourage us to go out and do a march. Service. Yeah, no, a project like some community service project. Also, if it's not, if you're not marching, it ain't. You're breaking up again. Go ahead. Okay. How? So the walk taught you how to be self righteous. One walk. One your, walk. <laughs> your signal isn't yeah. the best right here. So they taught him how to be self righteous. I'm not. I'm not with police escorts. My disdain is not against you. With police escorts. My disdain is not against you, Walker. Okay, hear me clearly. What is it? Who is it with? The organization. Really? That you so love? Love? Duh. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. There's one. There's one Mr. minor Mr. aspect. Mr. Cap on your head. Don't do not do that. <laughs> there's one minor aspect of this organization that I love. But as a whole, eh, y'all can kick rocks. Pun intended. If they called you. You think about it. You would so think about it. Don't call me, though. I left enough skeletons in that building. <laughs> what if I called you? Oh, dude, I drop everything. See? <laughs> So what's your issue with days of service? Uh, like, like, okay, we can we all know that Martin Luther King Day is a federal holiday. I can't make a deposit that day. I can't put anything in the mailbox that day. I can't even send my kids to school that day. You could, but right, mm-hmm. right. So my thing is with this particular organization and some others, and I'm, I'm a hypocrite here because my place of employment was not closed. Um, <laughs> I'm such a hypocrite. But my thing is, you just, what? I got more respect for that. Wait, wait, wait. I got more respect for that because you're just like, okay, we're just not going to observe it. Point blank, period. But then on the flip side, you're like, we're going to observe it ish and we're going to call it a day of service. Get out of here with that. Why, why get out of here with that? Because like it is a federal holiday. Acknowledge it, embrace it, and treat it like the other holidays on the calendar. Okay. That's my disdain with your organization. Now, have they made strides in the right direction? Yeah. Now, was Rome built in a day? Of course not. Because when I worked there, that was a normal day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So now at least you're, you know, you've got something. <laughs> it's just a backhanded holiday. And I'm not, I'm not, it didn't sit well with me. But I don't work there. So why am I so triggered? I don't know. But maybe because, anyway. Uh, maybe because you no longer work there. But. What I would say is how what well, my question for you is, so did you take a long lunch or something? Me? Yeah. You said y'all was y'all was y'all had to work on Monday, right? Yeah, I went. So so how, so how did you uh end up downtown <laughs> walking around? I, w- I did go to the office that morning cuz I did have a meeting. Guys, I'll be back. I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> But no, after that, I was just out. What? I was just out after that. Like I'd already agreed to do the walk. So out here in the streets, you're just out here. I was just out. <laughs> Makes sense. Celebrating a federal holiday. Saw a crowd of people. Hey, what's that over there? No, I had planned to go to the what walk. Are, what are those Negroes doing? Yeah. <laughs> Is that I had, a concert? <laughs> I had planned to go to the march. <laughs> Actually, went with somebody you know. 
oddly enough. Yeah. So, you know, like it was it was a, it was on my calendar. It was a planned thing that I was going to attend. Good for you. Good for me or good for me? Good for you. Okay. I'm not saying this for a reward. I, my disdain is against your organization. Okay. But you was like looking square to me. I was like, what? It wasn't this? really directed towards you. So my apologies. Okay. I just, I was confused. My disdain is with your organization. You said that already. I, I got it. You want to say it again? No. Okay. What you got, Black? Oh, I have nothing. I did, mo- I guess, similar to Walker. I was just at the house. Okay, y'all, y'all aren't. Never mind. Oh, it, what? It's, no. It was a holiday. No, we, no, no, we, no. It, it was a holiday for us. Nothing. Wait, what are you about to ask? I was, was about it? to ask, are we going to get to the main topic? It's not what he's about to ask, but. Um, question, guys. Is marriage tied to religion? And should marriage be tied to religion? We're really talking about this. Question no. mark. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts? I mean, is it I'm on ask, me first? I'm I mean, asking this, the question. This is I mean, easy for me. Like, I don't, can jump in. I don't have much. I don't have much to give here because, like, I'm sold on what I believe on this, man. Which is, I believe that God created marriage, and I and I think God is a spiritual thing. Like, and I think with marriage come rules and regulations, as as documented in the Bible, and that's like, that's what I go by. I don't I don't know of any other structure for marriage that doesn't include the good book of the Bible. Like there there's nothing else. But what if you aren't a religious person or believe in the Bible? It's simple. It's simple. And I've thought this. If you're not a religious person or you don't believe in the Bible, you should not get married. I was saying it's like what if they follow the Quran? Or a different religion. I can't speak on all that. Well, you said if you don't follow the Bible, then what? You shouldn't get married. I think I sound basic. I sound like. So only, <laughs> only Christians get married. All right, let's wrap this thing up. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Where are your wife? Where's your Where's your organ? I got. I was gonna ask you. I don't want to do this anymore. How? Like, does do? Okay. Are Nike shoes? Are they real chewable? Or like, <laughs> like, how do they taste? They're they're uh, surprisingly delicious. Are they? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I've had many of them in my mouth in my in my time here. <laughs> tastes way better than Adidas. Uh, well, you never tasted them because you don't wear them, right? How would True. you know? Too shy. <sighs> right, I you, don't. No, 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 no. Let me get myself back, back uh, somewhere. Because <laughs> hopefully, I can't dig this ditch in the deep. <laughs> Stick my head up out of the dirt. <laughs> Come on for air, literally. <laughs> Keep digging your grave. I don't. I. Jeez, I am part of the problem. I'm part of the problems. You know, I'm part of the problem in society. Me. You know, you know, this is why people hate Christians. I know. Stuff like this. It's me. <laughs> it's me. And how do you go to church? Wow. We speak English. <laughs> wow. We speak American here. Oh, jeez. No, nah, but 
Oh, Ronnie Gatchery. This is going to be all over don't, the, the don't, webs. Don't get married, huh? Just, just <laughs> stay your heathen behind. I said that was so much confidence. And conviction. He's just like, man, this is going to slap. It slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Do you okay. want to take some time to recover and get your thoughts together? I need to I retract. I need to retract. No, no, no. I need to retract what retract I said. Retract what? Which I need part? to retract what I said. I need to. There are a lot of things you should retract. True. I'm retracting this. Okay. Because I feel terrible right now. Do you? Yes, I feel terrible. Because like I've established friendships with people who aren't Christian who are married. Mm. I just never thought of that. I didn't take time to consider that in the context <laughs> of my opinion. Well, you're free to retract. Jeez. People people keep people can evaluate the things that they said and and have a different opinion about it. So what is your opinion now? I'm trash is my opinion. Well, well that may I, be a fact, actually. I could have told you that. Jeez. But what I well, what is your thought about about <laughs> You still need some time because again, I feel basic. We're going to give you some time. No, no. To, to I want to discuss. This I want to deal with this now. Th- well, why don't you get your thoughts together? They're, oh, they're together. Are they? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. What are? Let me let's let's hear them. Your your idea or approach to marriage should be spiritually connected to whatever you believe in. Okay. So. Okay. They're like. Like you think about, like like we're we're friends with this Indian couple, right? Mm-hmm. And they have an arranged marriage, right? That is that is the doctrine of their spiritual beliefs. That's how it is supposed to be done, right? So they have their own set of guidelines for that, right? Mm-hmm. I respect that. Now, we also <laughs> we also know an Indian couple who did not. Do an arranged marriage against their parents' will. Sure. Still, and then oddly enough, it was still an Indian man and Indian woman. But still, like they didn't they didn't want who their parents picked for them. Right. Okay. Um, so in that in that context, they potentially stepped outside of a belief spiritually what whatever they're connected to. Okay. Okay. And here's where I eat my words. I still think. And I, I'm not I'm not in their marriage like that, but just just assessing the scope of how I view them, I can tell that they they abide by something, whether it be Christian doctrine or Muslim doctrine or whatever. They abide by something. Okay. But it's not what I don't think it's what was handed down for them handed down to them from their parents. Okay. So should we keep should so you are you are acknowledging that there is a connection between a person's between religion and marriage no there's not there's no connection there's a connection between spirituality and marriage okay so you're not religious no you're spiritual yes hold that thought so black what what um this question stems from, of course, I asked this because this came from the Pivot podcast featuring Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, and Ryan Clark. Clark. There you go. Um, it just came up because they were talking about 
you being married a while. And I guess the, the subject was kind of, I guess, on extramarital type of activity. And if we, if the two people should just, it's, if, if they come to a point where they realize they have different values, desires, and wants, what do we do? And Fred Taylor interject, well, you know, I don't think religion and marriage are really connected or, you know, tied to each other anymore because it's just a contract. That was his argument. You basically signing a piece of paper. If the two of you are at this point where y'all feel like y'all, this is the, this is as far as y'all go, get out of it. But because of religion, it has kind of guilt tripped people into staying together. And that's why his argument was keeping it separate. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think what he said is valid. I think you think historically, I don't think marriage was always tied to religion. I think it was more like you have two families that wanted to like build their wealth. And like, maybe if my son marries this person's daughter, who maybe, maybe has like a bunch of cows or something, or they have a business, whatever. Sure. Their marriage is for building family wealth it has nothing to do with religion that's how i felt it was historically but then as society grew and you got like i guess religion started spreading across the world it started being like i guess connected with religion and marriage they started become like one and the same yeah and and what I would say is that I think there can be a fusion of I, religion could become a part of a society's culture, right? And because of that, because that gets indoctrinated or incorporated into one's culture, they, they can become one and the same, so to speak. And some of the, you know, I've always said that a person's, faith tends to feed their value system. And if the way you value marriage, the way you see marriage should is coming from something, whether it's your faith or not. Right. But I think for most people who are by the category considered to be religious, in this case, we're talking Christianity. That's going to drive a lot of what they do in terms of getting married, the, the marriage ceremony, wedding ceremony, um, that sort of thing, right? The Even to the point that the, to the vows you speak over each other, like a lot of that can, can, can stem from, from the Bible. So it's kind of tough. It, I understand his point in terms of how people have guilt tripped people into staying together because the Bible does speak against divorce. Um, only with the exception of adultery. Um, I've never put that guilt on people, though. I think it's wrong to put that pressure on people to stay together, especially if they're not right for each other. I um, guess when you make that point, I'm trying to think of just legally what would be the grounds for divorce. Like, is that sort of threshold you have to meet for a legal divorce? I'm, I don't think there is. You just have to decide. From a legal standpoint, no. You just need <laughs> yeah. to sign sign here. Yeah, sign sign here and agree to however y'all split up assets or whatever y'all obtained together. 
and I guess and marriage, children, which goes back to your marriage, would be the same way. Just sign here, you're yeah. married. Yeah. But again, I think that, I think that, because you you're, you're talking about something that's not necessarily black and white. Because again, I asked Gat, what if you have two people who aren't quote unquote religious, right? It probably is as simple as signing a paper or they may not sign nothing and just be together. Common law. You know what I mean? Sign nothing at all. Which in that case, like even with common law, like you might as well sign something, right? So Especially in Alabama now, y- y'all know they read they redid the the common law thing recently. Okay, well, yeah, it uh, just it just goes to your point. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, you might as well sign it up. You know what I mean? So, I, I it's it's to his point. I want to stick to his point. I think that I think it's wrong to put that pressure on people because oftentimes we say God brought these two together. Do we really know that? You know what I mean? Do we really know? We assume it, especially if there's a ceremony in a church. No, nah, maybe no. a baby brought them together. Maybe who? A baby. Lust. Well, well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is <laughs> is? I just, I just think that if the two of you have re, cause see, there, there's so many. You know, you have abuse. You, you, you have. Um, we can just leave it there, but abuse yeah. can be very broad, right? It doesn't have to just be physical abuse, right? It can just be neglect. It can be all types of stuff uh, outside of adultery. But if two people, and if it's not healthy for two people to be together, then I think it is, I think it's insensitive to guilt trip people with with scripture into staying in in and in something that's not healthy or or good for them, right? Right. Now, that's not to say that every, you know the the goal is perfection. You're gonna have some mistakes in marriage. You're gonna have some flaws. You're gonna have things that the two of you are gonna have to work through and work with each other on. The real question boils down is: Do the two of you really want to do the work in a marriage? Right. And as long as the two of you are willing, then I think the it's incumbent upon whatever religious entity, church, church, family, pastor, mentors, you know what I mean? Counselors, whatever to be invested in supporting those two, as long as they're really willing to do the work. But if you're if you have one, at least one person not willing to do the work. Why are you, why would you guilt either of them into staying together? Why? Yeah. I just, I, I, I think that's, I think that's wrong in terms of doing that. You know what I mean? Um, if, if one choose to, what you got? I was just thinking we were talking, have there ever been a, a case in your experience where the church has supported a divorce or pushed for someone to be divorced yeah okay yeah yeah um i can only speak i mean it's, it's anecdotal mm-hmm. for me but my in-laws it, through counseling have said to to 
uh, one person getting counseling or the the couples getting counseling, y'all y'all need to get a voice. Wow. Okay. You know what I mean? I've heard my pastor say, if these things happen, get divorced. Like, get out of that. That's not good. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to tell people that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, I understand where Fred is coming from. You know, I don't agree with what he said, but I understand where, where that sentiment is coming from. Because if you're being religious and you're just spitting rhetoric, then yes, I have seen people stay in something much longer than they should have because they feel as though they're pleasing God. They're serving God. God's going to reward them when in fact they're, they're just making themselves miserable by prolonging something that they, they could easily get out of in the end. So I, I think I think that re- religion, you know, and I think in our society is, is we're getting further and further away from religion. So these conversations are starting to to happen and occur. Uh, it's interesting, but I, I just know for, you know, for people who, you know, your faith is a big part of who you are and it shapes your value system. It's difficult to get away from. And when I say religion for me. Um, I don't mind the label. It's whatever, because I can tell you all day. I'm not religious, religious, but I start talking about my faith. You're going to walk and be like, yeah, that's a religious cat right there. You know what I'm saying? You're going to put me in a box regardless. So whatever, you know what I mean? I don't, cons- I don't consider myself, but when I'm t- using these terminologies, people need something to identify you as. So yeah, you can throw me in that box. Um, but I think that in our society, we have it's it's, religion has it's a part of our culture. It's a part of our culture. When something happens to to you. People say what I need you to blank for me. Pray for me. Right. Don't matter if you're not religious or not, you'll take them prayers, won't you? Mm -hmm. It's weaved into our culture. How how there is there is instances of religion that we will co-opt and partake of as long as it benefits us so to say i'm not it's not a part you know what i mean like it's a part of our culture so to say that to say that it's not a part of marriage i don't know how true that is depending depending on who you are but for the average person who grew up in the church the average person who grew up in this society in this culture there's instances of religion in your everyday life that we do and we don't even think about so it, it's it's an interesting conversation what, what you got anything yet no i mean I, I i see i see the size from each of your perspectives and i mean there's a lot of value in each of them so yeah what's the difference what, what does it mean to be spiritual i've always wanted to ask somebody this question <laughs> it i mean it, I, I feel like it's rooted in your personal relationship with god right um it for me and i think i talked about this on our why i left the church episode uh for me though it is just like there there are certain aspects of religion that i've questioned Mm -hmm. over the years that no one has the answers to and i just keep backtracking and thinking well who came up with this like who 
who said this? Like, what, what is this a derivative of? Why are we doing this? Why do I have to sit here in the church? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, not getting answers like that. It's just, it's kind of turned me off of religion. Okay. And so I, I, and this is just my experience. One of the things that has always been on my heart, even when I was heavily going to church, was just the way the way the way God's children should be treated at all times. You know, viewing everyone regardless of what they're going through as a child of God. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a responsibility there for us as Christians that I don't think it given my arena of religious uh understanding i just don't think there's enough of an emphasis on that okay so you talk about a mechanism that seemingly led me away from religion there are two examples of such but is there anything wrong with being considered religious no so why do we adopt why do we run away from that label and find a new one in terms of spiritual? Well, just because religion encompasses different things for different people. So the spirituality. Okay. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just telling you where I am. I guess I'm just trying to, and I'm not, I mean, I'm just trying to understand because I hear, I hear, I hear that a lot. Okay. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And I'm always like, okay, what's the distinction you know what I'm saying? To, to like me, when, when when am I being religious versus when am I being spiritual? Right. Enough for you to say adamantly, I'm not this, I'm this. Oh. It seems to me when people refer to themselves as spiritual, they're trying to be detached from a particular religion. That's how I take it. Like, they don't necessarily believe in a God, but they believe in spirituality. Like, there is like a some supernatural existence that's I'm I'm other yeah uh, well I'm different from that I'm just that's why when you say spiritual versus religion I guess what, I what I'm of. trying to get you to okay. understand is that is just as ambiguous as religious okay and I just I always when when any and I would ask you the same question I would ask the next person who says that what's the difference at what point do you cross over back well, into religion what does religious. what does religion support what does religion support i would say it's a specific belief mm, and a specific series or set of actions i think religion is like a, a certain approach people take in terms of in terms of in terms of their spiritual life right it's a certain approach people take that's a broad definition, but sure. that's what I would look at religion as. Well, and and it may be cliche to say it, but I love this comparison. You know, in the South, we love to say college football is religion, uh-huh. right? And there's a lot of truth to that, in my opinion. What whatever religion you choose under the realm of college football, there's a series of actions and activities that must be adhered to okay. if you choose that religion. Okay. So with the church, I think, I, I mean, I, I think, I think that comes from the emphasis or impact of church okay. to a degree. Gotcha. We congregate on Saturday, Saturday afternoon at our stadium 
and we root our team on and we sing songs. What's wrong with that? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's wrong per se. Auburn football's not for me. No, I'm am I wrong for that? Sure. I am? No, 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 no. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong in that in that analogy. But the prop the, I guess what confuses me with that is that why why are some so dogmatic to not be labeled this labeled religious but I'm this mm. because I've attached because if there's nothing wrong with it why do we vehemently reject one is it a rejection Walker I think you're taking it like you're a religious guy okay now what what do you do with that what do you do with that nothing I say well Walker you're entitled to your opinion. Okay. I know what but, I am. Like, you can't tell me what I and am. And you are what? You I'm are Ronnie Gatry. But you're what? What did you say earlier? Oh, spiritual. Yeah. Okay. What makes you spiritual? It's just because, like, I, it's just the, you know, the. I, okay. All right. The, the, it, it, no, 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 no. It stems from a series of questions. Have you ever wondered why there's so many churches? Have you ever wondered why there's so many churches? Have you ever wondered why there's streets with churches across the street from each other? No. You, ever, you never wondered that. Not really. These are thoughts I have. I've had. Okay. These are thoughts I still have. Okay. And then those thoughts, those thoughts even transpire to. Gosh. If I'm fortunate enough to make it to heaven, are there gonna be churches on across the street from each other? Mm. We're, we're gonna be of one, right? Sure. Singing in harmony together. Sure. Right. To me, the act of that. Is spiritual the act of what I deem heaven to be like okay that is not a religious thing now the concept of heaven and hell could could be a derivatives of religion sure okay you know what I mean I, I just think you have to I, I think yeah, I, I guess you know I've never que- I've never questioned those, and you're you're well within your rights to question it. I just know we serve a perfect God who made a conscious decision to operate in this earth through imperfect people, and a lot of the things that people question or have issues with are a direct result of the imperfect people God which we're g- commissioned to work through in this earth, which we're going to talk about and discuss the trash. Okay. Yes. Yes, and I agree with that. Wholeheartedly. So, so I think I think that throws a lot of people <laughs> and in an effort to what I think Black said earlier, distance themselves from something they either don't agree with, have issues with, or just don't understand. Right. Is that fair? That is very fair. Yeah. But you still got people in other doing things, doing stuff. True. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, when does it, if that's the issue, when does it stop? That's a good question. If that's really the problem. Right. Right? Right. I, I am asking as a person just really wanting to know what does that mean? That's the best I can give it to you. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Are you religious black? 
if there was a spectrum and you had you're so rude go ahead black so like say you had like spirituality on one end and religion on the other and it's from like zero to ten i'd be more like six seven on the side of religion mm-hmm. i wouldn't be like a 10 like get and wow, you oh yeah okay. you go to church sometimes i do you're a seven i say six six why six we can't use seven no, i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> look kevin kevin samuels uh father there yeah but, but why but why would you say six because since i became an adult and I've been giving the choice of my own whether or not I'm going to go to church. I've chosen not to go. Right. But I was I, raised in the church. I would. And I would think that if I'm going to be more like a nine or 10, I would need to be more involved in the church. I think six is high for you. Okay. I'll take it. What I mean? What do you think? I, like, think I, I would not have. I would not have guessed six. Yeah, I think that's so I'm kinda, with you on that. I think that's kind of high for you. I was gonna let him finish, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, do you, what do you think, Gat? What I think you are? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're religious at all. At all. Why do you say that? I I, I would like to hear. This. Well, you, you you okay? <laughs> let me ask you this. No, 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 no. I'm I'm making some assumptions. Let me ask you this. Do you pray? Regularly, no. But I will. You will pray. So you'll pray for somebody. Yes. Do you pray for your food? No. Um. Okay. Well, sometimes, depending, if I was like really hungry, I got exactly what I wanted. (laughs) I drop a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. God, I appreciate you for this, man. This hey, it was hey when that pandemic hit in the in the beginning. That's fine. That was some praying. You praying? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, okay. You like didn't know what you were gonna get? Like, but see, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah, in the crunch, <laughs> I pray. That's my point. <laughs> that is my point. Why can't I be a six then? Get it off, Walker. Get it off. This is my. I didn't say he was a zero or one. <laughs> but I, that's what I said. <laughs> I didn't say that. I was gonna give you a. I was gonna give you a strong two. <laughs> Strong too. So he's like, I'm more spiritual than I'm religion, religious. I'm be honest. I don't even. Know. I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying you're religious on a scale of one to ten. Oh no, spirituality. No involved. spirituality okay. in it. Okay. It's, it's. It's. I mean, again, I, I hear a lot of Christians say that that they're spiritual. Have you heard that? Never. Yes, deaf Christians say that they're spiritual. I'm being because, sarcastic. But but you see what I'm saying? You see how ambiguous that is? Mm-hmm. It almost seems like we have just picked a new label. Because Christianity is your religion. There's things in the Bible that implies that a person is spiritual if they follow the Bible. Mm. But a people will look at that and say, that's a religious guy. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? I we're see just, what you're saying. We're, just, yeah. we're, just, we're trading terminology. Tell him what he's won. That's all I'm, that's all I'm hearing mm-hmm. for people. And it seems like being religious you want to dodge some of the preconceived notions that are associated with that label. So I'll just go to this label. 
I just want somebody to answer my question. What's I your guess, question? Oh, uh, si- we'll, I have a series of them. We'll talk afterwards. I guess one of the things is that, like, even though I don't go to church like I should, being raised in the church, it still informs a lot of decisions I make to this day. Really? Yeah. It's like, it's certain things that I won't do because that's not how I was raised. And I was raised in the church. I don't know if that could get me up to a three on your scale. That might get you up to a three, Black. I'll, I'll accept that. I mean, just because it was like that. instilled in me as a child, it's like it's still things that I would not do. <laughs> He's proving my point for me. I don't mind that's proving your point. Anything. Yeah, that's fine. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like uh-huh. this, this, like you're bringing to life what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Like religion is baked into who we are, mm-hmm. especially if that's your background. It's even if you don't go to church no more, there's things to this day that are a part of you that you still do and honor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Even me, yeah. I still pray pray for I eat. So I'm just like just okay. just be religious. Is what I'm, you're saying. I'm, I'm like, okay, you ain't religious, but <laughs> all right. Walk like a duck. Quack like a duck. But I'm a dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, it, I don't know. I don't know. This is an interesting conversation though. What does this have to do with marriage? You just mentioned that you were spiritual. Oh, you're circling back. Okay. You, was, you were talking about the whole spirituality part and then religious. I'm, you were on the spiritual side, and I was like, we're coming right back to that. Gotcha. And we did. Who, who, who are you praying for? Dude, you hear about Lucia Harris? Yeah. Dude, like, so she was the first and only woman to ever be drafted in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about this? Yeah. She passed this week at the age of 66. Now, now, um, prayers all uh, obviously with her family, but it, this, this one just hit a little different because I learned something that I did not know before her passing. And um, if you, I mean, if you care to hear, she was she was supposedly like not supposedly she was a woman's college basketball stud in the late 70s. Uh, I can't remember where she played. But, uh, dude, she was so good. The New Orleans Jazz drafted her. That's how good she was. And the only reason she did not take that contract is because she ended up getting pregnant. What a story, dude. Wow. Take that, Candace Parker. Why? (laughs) Why? Is 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 there a reason? No, that's just a black shot. What's so spiritual about that? <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. Sorry. Um, prayers for the family or those connected to or impacted by have a relationship with Andre Leon Talley. Um, like you familiar with who that is? He that was a. Sounds familiar. He's a. He's a. Fashion journalist, yeah. stylist, creative director, and editor at large for Vogue magazine. I, I've I've seen him a lot. This dude's a legend, right? Yeah. Okay, and yeah, that, he's a, he's a big deal. Okay, he's a big deal. I, and I'll say this: I saw it when my sister posted it, and then um, I, I did not know who this guy was before she posted like it. Ralph Lauren posted him. Like, wow. Just, well, and, and I did a little bit of research, and I've researched enough to know this dude was a legend. He was a big. He's a big deal. Yeah. You realize he was seventy three. Wow. But uh, passed at age 73, so prayers to those connected to him. Um, 
deeply respected in in the fashion you know world i guess know. it makes sense why i wouldn't know who he was i don't know don't beat yourself up thanks um you got anybody else for a prayer list no praise report stephen a smith dude did you hear about this guy yeah COVID. yeah but did you hear his accounts on it no. This dude, this dude. I mean, he. They said he had fever. Right, but if you ever get to hear him say it, dude, this man was so sincere when he said something to the effect of, "I, I saw what I thought was death." Okay, I've, okay. But I've, I've heard he's back. Okay, hit it. Oh, we did do that, don't this we? This is the second one back from our break that wasn't that long. What, what's that? What's happening? In the whole week, bro. Where's your spirit? Yeah, yours. He went to Delta State. Ah, oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Jeezy and Jenny Mai gave birth to their son. Congrats to that couple. Name? She gave a name. I didn't research it. Snow Mai. Snow Mai. Could you look up the name? Black? <laughs> Could you look up the name Black? And we'll move on. <laughs> You got anybody else? No. Discuss the trash. What you got? <laughs> Before we get there. <laughs> Hold that. Let's get let's get this one out the way. Let's just get this one. Black, what are we doing? We'll wait. Well, I started trying to look for the information. Oh. I'll, I'll ask this again because I always ask this when what things we, like this happen. What? What? what Where do you find these people? <laughs> I almost had it. I almost had it, but I can't remember the exact words. Um, <laughs> Democrats' voting rights bill struck down by Republicans, and specifically two Democrats in the Senate: Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema. Such a trash. I think for this one, it needs to be discuss or filibuster. Oh, you see what I did there, Walker? Let's talk about this. What are your thoughts on this? What does this mean? I'm going to pull in one of my doors on this one. What does this mean? (laughs) What does this mean for the Democratic Party? Um, (laughs) It ain't good. It's not good. No, like, I, I mean, I guess my concerns about this whole thing are so bird's eye view. You know what I mean? Like, why are we even having this discussion? Why are we having it? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like from a political standpoint, why can't everyone who's eligible just vote? Because See, that's where I am. Like, you, you get, you're on Capitol Hill. You're filibustering your all this stuff okay yeah good 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 but let's look at the big picture here right the big picture in terms of vote well that's what voting rights that's what they were trying to get past i know but it's simple like this should not be here is what i'm saying it is i know because i'm just telling you where i am because you have two opposing sides trying to get power right and it's sad and the democrats are trying to air quotes trying to ensure that voting rights aren't infringed upon by certain demographics or groups or people. Right. I.e. Right? Black Belt. Sure. 
i.e. Georgia. So what does this what what do you are you voting in the uh in midterm elections? Walker, why did you, why does your phone keep breaking up right here? Same place every time. What you, you so, know I'm voting, and I know this is the part where you get to really just have a field day. So let's just skip all this and just get to your field day. What's the freaking point? <laughs> because the I, freaking I want my voice to be heard. <laughs> that mean they listening. I said I want. I didn't say it would be. You want? I want it to be heard. Okay. I want them to at least do something since they've been in office. Oh, that's not going to happen. So, my question to you, they're not even proposing right. new Democrats to replace these two. These same two who've been blocking everything that Biden has been wanting to do. Biden won't. They, they, we've, seen, we've seen what Trump has done right. when people opposed him from his own party. <laughs> You've seen what Trump. Listen, Black, what's your, what's your thoughts? Wait, hold on. I got. I am the. Sorry. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, I don't know. It's just I'm kind of with you. I don't understand how uh, Mansion and Cinema are staying in power, not being voted out. Like they're not raising up no one to run against them. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. Vote for this person. Like that, that's, a, but they're just saying, they're just, they're just like our hands are tied. We tried. I'm disappointed in the Senate, Joe. I, are you thinking that the I guess, Democratic Party is too fragile to have any type of infighting? They're too fragile. To, they don't even have, they don't have no real leadership. They don't have any leadership. Trump 2024. Come on, Walker. Trump 2024. For real? If he's not in prison? Oh, not you, Black. You're not, you can't be one of those. Please tell me you're joking. Okay, we got some, we've got some life in the room now. Black, are you being serious right now? Yeah. He's playing. Come on. Why shouldn't I be serious, Gatry? Because you know Trump's not going to jail. You know Trump's Why not going to going? prison. Black, Why? you might as well be religious. <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? I'm a four. <laughs> we saw everything Trump got away with <laughs> while he was in office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that man is... He already was Teflon, Teflon Don. Don. Uh, you think they about he, to put him in prison now? He already, man. He already gearing up for that run, bro. Already, they already got blacks for Trump is already tw- uh, trending. Now, I'm not part of that. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying. But you see it though. <laughs> they are so fragile to where this is going to be a cakewalk for him. Cakewalk. It's the the table set. You might as well get ready. Who's gonna run against him though? Who's gonna run? Who's gonna run against him? I see what you're saying. I agree, I but I'm just have, saying like I have no idea. In the primaries against Trump, yeah. Who's who's gonna, who's gonna run against him in the prim? Oh, I, the, got, the, it. I Repu- got it. The Republican, the Republican primary. Republican. I got it right here. You know who it is? Who? It's your boy down in Florida, right? Who? DeSantis. 
No, no, no. He's the only competition he's going to have is on the Republican side. It's going to be a landslide. That's what I'm saying. Who's going to run against him on the Republican side? DeSantis. Probably, like, uh, like go through the process of yeah know. getting a ballot selection. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't. But who's know. really? I don't know. But they're gonna put up a bigger fight than uh. <laughs> Relax, Walker. Oh, they're not. <laughs> they are, but I just need you to chill. You're giving too much. <laughs> this is all I got. Uh, it's it's uh, Trump, Trump will be how old in 2024? Doesn't matter. Old enough. Don't matter. Don't matter. I'm not saying it matters. I'm just genuinely curious. Listen, man. When dictators they. They be, die, right? They die. That's when they give up power. They're probably younger than Biden, though. It's a re- huh? He'll be younger than Biden, yeah. right? When he becomes president, he yeah. may be. He may. I don't know. And it, it's not for any reason. This is like a general curiosity question. He'll be older when he becomes president at the time that Biden became president. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good. No, question. I think Biden will be older. He's, he's Biden is older than him. Right. So okay. There you go. Trump is currently seventy-five. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess we'll get geared up, Walker. He got three. He'll be eight. He'll be uh he'll be seventy eight. Okay. He still got some. Yeah. But that's not that's and not Joe gonna, Biden is seventy nine. That's not gonna stop the so, MAGA magic. So what's the outcome of this, Walker? What's the outcome? Yeah. I said Trump twenty twenty four. So that means Chaos. voting legislation is not getting off the ground. Chaos. It's it, no, I'm, and I'm not, not. I'm not nailing you the, to this. I'm the, just asking your at opinion. At the rate it's going, how could you see it? How could you see anything changing? True. So, what does that mean for the black community? Buckle up, status buddy. quo. Yeah, nothing changes. But but something changes. Like even didn't Nobody. didn't what, what changed for us when he was in in uh, power? No, 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 no. I'm I'm going back to to voting. Right, mm-hmm. we all know what happened in Georgia during this last general election was pivotal. Sure, the, there, there, there are things being put in place to prevent that from prevent happening. That from prevent that from happening again. Yeah. So how? But like, how's it? How's it status quo if that happened? That was like, that oh, was having our rights. Infringed? That was an anomaly. Having yeah. our rights infringed on, infringed upon. Yeah, that's been the American way. Well, I don't doubt that, but I'm just saying, if it worked. I don't understand that once it's deconstructed, it's back to normal, because essentially that was, that was that was almost like an aberration when you consider the historically aberration anomaly. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm not I'm not here to disagree. I'm genuinely curious. Next status quo, baby. But yeah. so we back from this commercial break. Okay. What you got, bro? Bro, what you what what you want to talk about? You you can't wait to talk about it. You, I you, know, been, Walker. Been I've been feasting up. on this. You you've been you, you've been somebody I've been thinking about on this. I bet I have. I bet I have been on your mind on this. Mike Todd. What about it? Spin on his brother on the pulpit. Discuss or trash. Discuss. Okay. What so, would happen if it was spiritual? <laughs> this was definitely a religious move. <laughs> No, um, this is just nasty. It's just nasty, this dude. Just nasty. Dude, and I'm giving you cliff notes. I don't know if you want to. Okay, so Mike Todd, leader of the Transformation Church. Yes. Okay, he was given a sermon, whenever recently, and he had his brother on the pulpit, and he, I feel like he was indirectly speaking against COVID and its effectiveness. Now we're we as Christians are treating it. That's how I took it. Did I read that wrong? 
Yes. Okay. I'm, I, and I, I'm guilty of digging too deep into things, but that's where I took it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't project your opinion in it just yet. Thank Explain you. Explain what he was doing. Thank you. For, for people who aren't familiar with uh, Pastor Michael Todd. Would you like for me to take it over please, from there? Okay. Please, because I can't articulate this. So in his message, he was actually... One of the things that he prides himself on, and he talks about this in the, the apology he gave on Instagram, he prides himself on, and, and my, my, my wife and I, we, we check out his messages from time to time. She checks him out a lot. And one of the things he prides himself on is illustrations. And the whole objective is to try to bring the make the word of God come to life and make it relevant applicable to today right and so he's talking about Jesus healing a person okay and there is there there are two accounts where Jesus uses spit okay in his illustration he <laughs> He hawks up spit and actually literally spits into his hand. Okay. He has his brother on the stage and he uses his brother for illustrations and whatnot. And then he rubs the spit in his hand and then proceeds to anoint his brother with the spit rubbing it on his face to which you can hear the people in the sanctuary, in the sanctuary, just a whole, ugh, like, you know, <laughs> um, and he pretty much broke the almost broke the internet because of that and caught a lot of pushback criticism for that now is that the did i yes do? thank you walker okay. that's why i love having you here thoughts? What? what's your thoughts now now you can my, project my, your th- thoughts. my now thoughts you are, can project your thoughts my thoughts are gonna surprise you what's that I in this situation, I'm more focused on how Michael Todd handled it. How did he handle it? He handled it with grace. He handled it with mercy. He handled it with honesty. Okay. He, he owned it. He didn't run away from it. He owned it, and he genuinely apologized. Now, going back to something you said before, when we were talking about uh, religion versus spirituality, right? Uh, what what Michael Todd did in his owning of the situation it what word am I looking for Walker I don't know I don't know it, it made me look myself in the mirror and okay. I feel like over over time especially these last few years I've gotten better with this but there was a point in my life to where I would put pastors like Mike Todd on a pedestal and it'd be easy for me to throw darts at them when they do stuff like this but what I have come to really buy into and live out is that Michael Todd is no different than me. He's an imperfect human. He was chosen to lead. Mm-hmm. When If he's imperfect, he's going to make mistakes. Sure. Society says that was a mistake. Okay. If he deems it as such, he owns it. He doesn't run away with, run away from it. That is, that is solidifying his imperfection as a human. I love it. Okay. Don't love the act, but I love what transpired after that. I'm with you. So, like him breaking the internet. This is this is an easy societal reflex. Sure. You know what I mean. Sure. But like, I would have easily been in that five or six years ago. But he's just a dude, man. 
Um, you weren't expecting that, were you? No, I mean, I, I wasn't. I, I, I didn't know what you was going to say. Um, we can go to Black. Black, you have any thoughts? No, I'm good. On you staying? You got a baby name for us yet? Good night. I what'd do. You do? I, you? I just didn't want to interrupt you. Give us the name. Monaco Mai. What you think, Walker? What I think? Yeah, I think that's the name of their baby. About Mike Todd. Oh. Um, name that kid the Snow Baby. What y'all doing over there? The city of Monaco has significance to them as a couple. Does it ever snow in Monaco? Southern France, probably not. Uh, I got problems. It's my turn. <laughs> Only if it's my turn. Yes. No, I don't want to. Okay. It's, it's your turn. Don't want in French. Um, I really wanted to stay away from this entire topic. Why? Okay. So I know, I know the respect that I have for pastors and ministers. Um, I am on a scale of one to 10, probably nine, 10. Easily. Um, and I've always have had a respect for people in that position. I, I, you know, you know, my story, I've been president of my campus ministry when I was at Auburn university, um, have spoken churches. I mean, I, that's, I grew up in the church, um, heavily involved, um, in church. And so it's a big part of who I am. I don't run from it. And usually because I work closely with, with ministry, I have an understanding of how things go. And so the respect I have for that office, that position, I tend to cringe when these situations show come up because it's like, ugh, you know, I really wish it. I really just want to stick my head in the sand. I won't for the (laughs) sake of this podcast. Um, I think that Michael Todd knew full well what he was doing. Full well. You can't not know the impact of what you're doing. Dude, you're spitting, even if it is your brother, the optic, you have to, you understand the magnitude of it. Not only that, just the contextual accuracy of what he was teaching. Um, on one story, Jesus is actually a person is blind and Jesus spits onto the ground and forms clay with his with his spit. And then proceeds to anoint the man. Still gross, but it's not massaging his face with spit, right? Not the most, not accurate. Now there is another story where Jesus uses spit and the man is deaf or mute. He touches his ear, spits, I guess spits on his hand, touches the man's tongue, has him to speak. Okay. None of the, you know, making the noise. He didn't, none of that occurred. Right. As far as we were so <laughs> I'm just talking about what I've read in the Bible. Fair. Okay. And even studied like different translations. No one said he, he lathered up saliva. All right. <laughs> and just went straight spit on face. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I I've yet to see a story. Now, if there's a story out there, I will stand corrected. But that's not what I have. That's not what I've read nor studied. Okay. <laughs> so contextually, act it was it was off. But but again, he was trying it, the effect, the impact. You again, you say things here. We say things here for impact, right? So again, he knew what this was going to be, in my opinion. I think I think he understood to a degree the magnitude, but I don't think he understood the degree to the impact it would have on those under him. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think that may have been the disconnect in the decision to do that. Uh-huh. And so, you know, if you're a pastor, you know, the analogy that the Bible gives for a pastor is that of a shepherd, Right. So a shepherd protects sheep, right? Sheep are the followers, right? So as a pastor, you understand that you don't want to do anything. And I, and I think where he, where, I, where I'm critical is you have to understand the times we're in. Our society, our generation doesn't have the same respect for church and religion like previous generations did right so you have people there are people who really have a problem with church they have a problem with pastors especially successful pastors right preach he has a very successful ministry so the optics of it we talk about confirmation bias you are handing those individuals on a silver platter a justification for why they feel the way they feel about Christians. Okay? Fair or unfair, you're giving them a reason. Right? And from a pastoral standpoint, you just don't want to put your followers in a bad situation where they got to defend that even if they don't agree with it. Right. You know what I mean? Don't you go to church with that pastor spitting on folks? Uh, that's what you, that's what you, that's what some people, especially if you've been bragging about your church, talking about your pastor, talking about, you the, your pastor the one, you see what I'm saying? Right. Like you don't want to put your people in that position. And so, still love Chris Todd. I, I think he, to your point, Gat, he handled it. <laughs> what? Michael Todd. Oh. Yeah. Well, you love Chris Todd too. Michael Todd. That's funny. Um, I still like, I still, I got a lot of love for Michael Todd. And I think that, I think that he handled it well. I think when it's all said and done, it will blow over. Yeah. If it hasn't already. No one, no one's going to care. Right. For real. But I think too, you, you, as being a pastor, you're going to have to understand that negative attention and press by the time good news gets out of the driveway, bad news would have already circled the block twice. Just a few weeks ago, they gave $275,000 to the Tulsa girls home. Like they're doing stuff in the community, but nobody's talking about that. Cares about that. Right. Because that's just the times we're in. We are wired by controversy Stuff like that. And I think moving forward, this is a prime example of too much zeal, not enough wisdom. Mm -hmm. And 
your zeal to want to make the word come alive clouded your judgment. And I think this is the challenge with someone like a Michael Todd or Chris Todd uh, or or a pastor we know in our city. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're an influencer. And in this day of influencing, you're you're going to be out front doing stuff that's bold, daring the whole nine. But at the same time, the 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 dichotomy between being an influencer and a pastor sometimes don't go hand in hand. And you have to determine based on your calling what's more important. Does the, the influence of me need to take a step back sometimes and be a pastor and make sure that God is pleased with that whole ordeal? And again, he's not perfect. But I think when you <laughs> you knew you, you're you you had to have had mental checks going on before you did what you did. I would have right. like it, there's, there's no way I can do that knowing good and well this is going to go out to the masses of people right right so that's just my whole crit critique of it is um yeah just don't don't put yourself and your ministry in a position to where people overlook y'all's effectiveness because of a viral moment you know what I'm saying because again, we're not talking about the stuff they're doing in the community. They're doing work. Yeah. But he's a pastor who's spinning off. That's you don't want to be yeah, known for that, and yeah. you're doing all this work. Right. Right. So you got to take that into account. Is what you're saying? Take that into account. What's the bigger picture here? Is it a moment, or is it the message? Right. Because no one cares what the message was about. No one cares. Did anyone bother to look up what the message is about? No. Or, do, or do we type in Pastor Spitz on Pastor Saliva? So that's that's I said a lot, but you know, um I said a lot, but yeah, I, he, he that'll be fine. Whatever. Okay. You got anything else? Nope. No? My my other two kind of fall in line with your first Dort. Which was? The voting rights thing. I was gonna talk about Saban. I was gonna talk about McConnell, but I'm just kind of off that. Mitch, yeah. Moscow, Mitch. Were you gonna talk about him too? He's a Mitch. I know that Mitch didn't. <laughs> Mitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> just like a Mitch. <laughs> oh, Mitchy. So. So are we Americans? We're not. We're not. No. Gotcha. Not at not after Mitch. This just in. Yeah. So we're not getting voting rights. <laughs> Those are for Americans. <laughs> he is such a Mitch. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't know. I know you like going in on Mitch, so I didn't know. I just nah. You gave me so much doom and gloom on the first door topic. I gave you doom and gloom? Yeah. How'd I give you doom and gloom? With a heavy hand of reality, too. So I'll give In you terms that. of what? Uh, what lies ahead for us? Bus off? <laughs> <laughs> Still going to Ghana? She is. Negroes Jeez. can vote over there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, we're not Americans, so we're good. <sighs> they let Negroes vote in Ghana. No? I, you know how this goes, Walker. If you go, I'll go. We got a podcast to do. 
<laughs> we know Black will go. Goodness gracious. He'll meet AKA up. AKA Mr. Passport. He'll meet up with us eventually. <laughs> right. He'll meet up with After us. Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, you still got a you still got your visitor friend coming with you? As far as I know. Are we talking about that on air? We talked about it on air last time. We did? We? Okay, we'll proceed. I didn't know. I thought that was off air combo. I don't even remember. Me it, was on, it was on air. If Walker remembers, then I guess it's fact. Yeah, you brought it up. I mean, we got a payment coming up in March. We'll see. All right. Stay tuned. Shout outs. I got Rodney Davis right here. Mountain Brook, Alabama. Rodney Davis. This is personal. Rodney Davis. He's, he's a family friend of ours, but, um, He's been the lead chef or whatever they call the head chef at Odie's in Mountain Brook for over 30 years. Now, what's dope about this is earlier this week, Rodney was awarded the key to the city by Mountain Brook Mayor. What's his name? Scott Taylor or something like that. Mm -hmm. That part's not important. Executive chef. Executive oh by uh, by Mountain Brook Mayor Stuart Welch. I was not even close. Um, but what what's even more dope about this is Rodney's impact, man. There are a lot of people who not only uh on these news outlets, but also in social media who have outpoured all this all these gracious terms to this man and just talked about how Rodney's been a part of their family growing up visiting Odie's. Like he's he's more than a chef. He was, he's remembering people by name. He's he's remembering. No, excuse me. He's remembering people by name. He's asking. He's being intentional. Like he's stepping outside of the kitchen and really conversing and building relationships with these customers for over thirty years. So it's not every day that a black man gets the key to the city in Mountain Brook. So when he does, and I happen to know who he is, he gets shouted out. Rodney Davis, you are my shout out. Speaking of Rodney, have you been to the new Rodney Scott's in Homewood? No. Right around the corner from me? From me? Yeah. You know your second home is uh, at your job? It's not? But it, it is open, though? I thought it was. Once we uh, end this, it's I'll probably, tell you why that's significant. It's probably not open if you didn't know that. I would assume you would know that. My shout out goes to, they're not local. They're actually pretty well known. Meek Mill, Kevin Hart, Michael Rubin. This trio is donating $15 million to Philly to ensure that children from underserved communities have access to quality education. Now, Little backstory here. The academic achievement gap is a pressing issue plaguing schools across the country, exacerbated by socioeconomic inequities. Research shows that in Philadelphia, approximately approximately 60 percent of children attend low performing schools and black and Latino children are overrepresented with these within these institutions. This $15 million endowment will be distributed amongst 110 Philadelphia-based hierarchical and private schools 
parochial and private schools to cover the tuition cost for the 2022-23 academic year for underprivileged scholars. So I just want to shout these guys out for paying it for or giving back, I should say, uh, to their communities and really helping the children in the area that matters the most, education. I can go first. Well, Rodney Scott and Homewood is open. It is open? Yep. Okay. Thanks, Black. I have it up right here. What? The address. Okay. I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for it, though. Um. Would you like for me to go first? Since sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you're ready. Since your play of the week is a slapper. <laughs> Hannah Horka. She's a folk singer from the Czech Republic. She deliberately caught COVID over the holidays. Her son, Mr. Rick, Jan Rick, got infected with COVID and his father got infected with COVID or tested positive, I should say. They are both vaccinated. Right. But instead of staying away from them during the holidays, she she hung around or hung around them during the holidays because her mindset was she would catch covid so that she could then have what get. You know what people do when they catch covid, they have what the antibodies. Oh, yeah. Immunity. Yeah. Immunity. Immunity. Yeah. That's the goal. Makes so sense I'm going to go ahead and catch covid so I can be immune. One step ahead. She was, of course, unvaccinated and had posted on social media that she was recovering after testing positive, but died two days later. Um, This ain't no joke, y'all. Listen, if you're not going to get vaccinated, if you're not going to get vaccinated, that's it's your choice, right? Yeah. It's your choice, but don't go and get the virus. Don't do don't okay. seek it out. Yeah. You don't want you don't want people there are people who are vaccinated have had a hard time testing positive. You don't know you don't know you don't want these new variants. Okay. No. You don't no want these new does. variants. No. Okay. Say what you want. You are not ready no. for that. She had to learn the hard way. I sent Ren home. I sent Fred home. It's just me and Khaled. We're gonna we're gonna keep it like we're going to be respectful, but Khaled. Congratulations. You played yourself. Sheesh. We you got this one is funny. Uh, if you're following the NFL playoffs, you uh, you saw that the Cowboys lost mm-hmm. last weekend. Did you hear so about like, this? Walker? So the Cowboys are the player of the week. <laughs> they might as well be. It seems like they tried to throw that game. Dude. I, you know, I see why people think that sports are sports is, are rigged. I, I do see why when you like the stupid stuff they did. Well, they are rigged, Walker. Are we going to do this now? No. Continue. So, um, I said I see why people. The Cowboys aren't the only team that lost. No, there's other teams that played. Right. In that game, though. No. Your boy, uh, <laughs> this dude does not have a name, which I don't understand, considering the content of the story. Anyway, so... Um, as as our uh, as our uh, major networks 
like to do uh, when a team is defeated, they'll find a camera or the point a camera at a sad fan. Yeah. You know, of course, to, to, you know, so we can make memes and stuff like that. Sure. So uh, the camera pans to this one gentleman who I'll just call Cowboys fan. And um, he's got a very, very viral sad face. Like he is bummed that his Cowboys lost in the fashion that they did. But what's compelling about the story, Walker, is as he's weeping in sorrow in this video, he's got his arm wrapped around a very attractive female, right? Mm-hmm. So um, what to the naked eye says, oh, he's, he's getting consoled by his woman at the Cowboys game. No harm in that, right? Let the man weep, right? Oh, no. What has transpired since this man's sad face went viral, his girlfriend (laughs) goes just as viral following this picture and saying oh no this i'm not going to repeat it is cheating on me negro yes um not only is he cheating on me he's cheating on a lot of other women (laughs) so naturally what happens walker as this man's face is going viral he's cheating on a lot of other women yeah well he's a serial cheater was the context what transpires shortly after this walker is very fascinating. So not only is his sad face trending across social media, but this post from this woman is trending and other women are chiming in. Some women are chiming in with other photos of him with them. <laughs> but the overlying thing here is the overlying theme here is this guy's a serial cheater. You played yourself. I know you can't control the cameras. <laughs> but the way you about to go out, player of the week worthy, in my opinion. You idiots. Moral of the story, Walker. If you're going to step out on your girl, don't go to a big-time playoff game or get the cheap seats where the cameras don't go. Easy. That's, that's, that's r- player rule number three, I think. Your player? No. <laughs> I just crushed a lot. <laughs> How many jokes have you landed tonight? Uh, I think I may have landed one. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to start counting on Monday. Huh? You got to start counting on Monday. Like I said when we opened this, these jokes are going to sink in and hit different on Monday when this podcast is live. And with that, if you enjoyed listening to this on Monday or whenever you decide to listen to this episode, please do us a favor. Guys, go over to YouTube where we're posting content a lot more frequently now. Go ahead and follow us. We are The Tipping Point, T-H-A, Tipping Point, one word over on YouTube. Please subscribe, like the videos, show us some love. Guys, you can also interact with us on social media. We're at the THA Tipping Point One Word on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us and interact with us. We gladly appreciate it. Hit it. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Go in peace, guys. Be safe out there in those streets. Have a great week. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. This guy across the table from me is Ronnie Gatry. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>